Hi everyone, I'm David Blindauer, and welcome to Conversation with a Manager, stories from the front line. Our podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone new to the role of manager. Today's guest is Shawnee Parents. Shawnee began her management career in the healthcare industry in hospice and hospice-adjacent settings, eventually finding her way into public health ambulatory healthcare where she had to manage through the challenges of COVID. Shawnee is managing as a part of a startup in Arizona focused on primary care for seniors. Today's host is Steve King. Here's Steve with some initial thoughts about his conversation with Shawnee. Thanks, David, and hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I had a great conversation with Shawnee. We covered quite a few topics in our time together, including team culture, the notion or metaphor of a manager as conductor, as in a conductor in an orchestra, and the way she found managing her workload before, during, and after PTO. I suspect this last topic will end up being a bonus track after season two, since nearly every manager I know struggles with this. The segment of the conversation we've selected for today's podcast has to do with operationalizing and reinforcing organizational values. Nearly every organization seems to have stated and published values, things like integrity or compassion or innovation. They are typically found on the walls of an organization or in many corporate communications, and that's not a dig on my part. I think overtly stated values are, well, really valuable, and so does Shawnee. She offers a perspective on how explicitly stated values can become an integral part of a team's culture and lead to great customer satisfaction and staff engagement. So enjoy my conversation with Shawnee. Let's talk a little bit about strategies for operationalizing and then reinforcing values at work. So, you know, most organizations have sort of a some kind of set of values that they 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 published in some fashion or another. My guess is you folks do as well. So let's mm -hmm. just start first with the definition. What do you mean by values? You know, so I mean, like, what are the principles that define um, how, what is important to us? Um, you know, of course, there's the financial bottom line. We have metrics. Those are critical. The values focus on how we do the work together. Um, not a policy and procedure, but um, in, terms of, in terms of guiding principles. And it's, so, so what would be a couple examples of values of the current organization you're with? Uh, so resilience is one of ours. Uh, and it's been really important to our team because our market's grown really, really quickly, like faster than we've been able to staff up. And so we've focused a lot on what does resilience mean um, when we're providing uh, care, um, and we're hiring and onboarding as fast as we can, but it's it's tight. The days are really busy. Um, and I'm looking over there because I actually have the values up on the wall directly next to me. Of course um, you do. <laughs> of course I do. Uh, you know, we we talk about, so respect is one of our values. Trust is one of our values. We have several. Um, and these are values that are easy to, the values are all behaviorally defined, but they're also easy to illustrate. Um, uh, you know, when we receive feedback 
from a member uh, who says, you know, the the MA and the provider both just took time to listen to me. I didn't feel rushed and I felt really hurt, which is feedback we get. Then when we hear that, I'm able to say, you built trust with that member by really listening and taking the time that builds trust. That's our values in action. Do do the values, you mentioned a moment ago, so I want to pick on it. Do, mm-hmm. you, do the values really need to be behaviorally defined or at least some get near the notion of behaviorally defined? Yes. I feel really strongly about this. Um, the And it's not just me. A lot of people do. Sure. If we don't behaviorally define what the values mean, then they're sort of warm, fuzzy words on paper, right? And then, and we're not, we're not ensuring that everyone's clear about what it means to earn trust or to demonstrate respect. Like, you know, every, I feel like every company has integrity as one of their values. So sure. like, what does integrity mean in a day-to-day basis? How do I know if someone's demonstrating integrity? How do I know if I'm, you know, building trust or demonstrating respect? Um, how, how does that look day-to-day? It's important to know from that angle. And then it's important to know from an accountability angle. Uh, I think... You know, I've worked with teams, I'm going to illustrate it. So I've worked with, I would say every team I've worked with, um, you know, if someone acts like a jerk in the workplace, right, or somebody is gossiping or, you know, behaving in a way that isn't healthy for the team and isn't productive and uses up time um, and like sours people on each other. If we don't have behaviors operationalized to values, then I've seen a lot of managers struggle with like, well, how do I give this person feedback? Like, don't act like a jerk. And like, well, I mean, yes, you should tell people don't act like a jerk, but like to put some more oomph behind it, you can say, let's look at our agreements around the values, right? One of our values is show respect. When you, you know, when X, Y, and Z happened, right? When you, uh, slammed the paperwork down in front of your colleague, rolled your eyes and stomped away. How does that line up with showing respect? When we look at how this is, you know, when we look at how we've defined it, but it, it doesn't. Here's what I need yeah. to see from you behaviorally to show respect. And then it also gives you the foundation to move into performance management if needed. I've mm-hmm. seen you know, I suspect this is the case in every industry, but you may have people who are technically skilled at their job, right? Like a receptionist who's very, very skilled at, you know, her phone metrics are fantastic or a nurse who's just an exceptionally skilled nurse technically, but if they're not showing up in a way that reinforces the values, then their performance is not meeting all of the standards. And this gives you foundation to um, have those conversations. Um, and I find it also gives managers confidence with those conversations too. It's sort of like an so, SOP on values. Yeah. So yeah, I like that SOP on values. That's kind of cute. This podcast is supported by NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. 
NRECA's broad range of products and services include a robust portfolio of leadership programs that provide learners with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to lead at all levels of their co-op and succeed in today's rapidly changing electric utility industry. Visit cooperative.com learning to explore the value of learning with NRECA. And we're back here with Steve. Steve, there's plenty of good stuff in this segment with Shawnee. What were some of the highlights that stood out to you? A handful of topics really stood out to me. I'd like to comment on the importance of having stated values, the importance of defining values in terms of behaviors, how values play out in performance management, and how to engage a team in the development and reinforcement of value-based behaviors. Okay, let's start with the importance of organizational values. Whenever I bring up the topic of organizational values with a group of managers, I will get a few people rolling their eyes. This is because sometimes those values are simply platitudes on the wall and have no relationship to the actual experiences at work. But this is not the way things have to be. I see organizational values in the same way I see mission and vision statements. I see them as a kind of North Stars as directional markers designed to keep us on the right path. But those North Stars are only valuable if they are operationalized. Mission and vision statements get operationalized through market strategy. Values get operationalized through behavioral norms that reflect those values. So really what you're saying is that it's about behaviors and reflecting those values through behaviors instead of just letting these values stand as pillars on their own. Yes, it really is all about behaviors. This is where Shawnee and I are in complete agreement. Values are only alive in an organization through the way people behave. If we say we value compassion, that is only true if we behave in compassionate ways. Some organizations actually publish value-related behaviors when they roll out their value set. If this is the case, then a manager can run with those, engage the team in institutionalizing those behaviors, holding the team members and themselves accountable for displaying those behaviors. In some organizations, a collection of values are published, but without associated and recommended behaviors. Shawnee's recommendation about engaging the team in the development of related behaviors is a great idea. When a team is directly involved in the development of selective behaviors linked to specific values, the ownership of those behaviors is more, we'll call it sticky. Teams generally like and will use what they have designed themselves. You know, I had an old coach say to me, if we fix the little things, the larger picture will begin to change. And you mentioned accountability a moment ago. Can a manager hold team members accountable for certain behaviors? And I guess the larger question is, where do you draw the line between a stated organizational value that could hold as an umbrella term for several behaviors as opposed to shaping someone's behavior more minutely in order to extract a performance result? Is that something where you would go into a situation trying to change each behavior from the top down through values or from the bottom up by focusing on the individual behaviors? Sure. Someone's performance plan should be a mix of performance goals, things like let's get this project done within a certain timeline, within a certain budget, and behavioral goals, something like display the value of collaboration by never leaving a meeting without checking in on everyone's point of view. I think one challenge for managers and their teams is not to get overwhelmed by too many behavioral goals. 
it can be very easy to take a list of five corporate values and create 25 related behaviors. Who's going to keep track of 25 behaviors in a performance plan? No one. I think the challenge is to find a vital few behaviors that really have impact for team members, peers, and customers. Those vital few behaviors might be agreed upon by the team, as mentioned a moment ago, and those behaviors could make it into the performance plan. You mentioned earlier that the goal is to institutionalize value-based behavioral norms. And I'm sure there is a Webster dictionary definition that applies to the word institutionalize and how you're using it. And I'm sure that you're not referring to the 1983 punk classic song institutionalized. So what do you mean uh, by the goal is to institutionalize? What do you mean by the use of that word uh, in terms of institutionalizing value-based behavioral norms. Behavioral norms are institutionalized when two things are true. First, if a team member behaves inconsistent with the agreed upon norms, they are called out on it by others. Countercultural behaviors are monitored and addressed by the team itself. And second, when a new person is hired, they see the behavioral norms in action day in and day out. And like most of us do, the new person will simply start adopting the behaviors as their own. When these two things are true, the values and the related behaviors now become part of the culture of the team. Actually, they become the defining quality of the team. And with that, we conclude this episode of Conversation with a Manager. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel like others could learn from it as well, feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues. And a big thank you to our guest, Shawnee Perrins, for sharing some of her personal experiences as a manager. Support for this podcast comes from NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. Driven by member feedback and engagement, NRECA's mission is to be the trusted resource, champion the cause, and inspire the future of the industry.